Hey guys, I'm here today with Steve Shire. He's a leadership cultivator, author, and speaker. He works with cannabis CEOs and their teams to help them use their power effectively to create thriving and successful organizations. And he just made a new book. So Steve, please tell us all about that. Well, Leah, it's really great to be on your podcast and I'm really thrilled to be here. Um, I started working in cannabis in 2018 quite by accident. I had a phone call from a friend of mine whose son was in cannabis and she said to me, Steve, my son is in a business with three other partners and they're not getting along and they uh, really could use your help. So I went and I spoke to them and it became very clear to me that they did not have a shared vision for how they should work together. They didn't have a shared vision of what they were going to produce. And they certainly didn't have a shared vision of how they should run their company. And um, all of these things compounded to a very inefficient uh, work environment. Many people who got into cannabis in the unregulated days um, did it to, in some shape, way, or form to defy the man. And then they woke up one morning and they realized they are the man or they are the woman. and they have to figure out how to run the company and that's not something uh, that they had to do before. Before they just had to make sure that they were aligned with people who had not turned them into the federal authorities. Uh, now you actually have the opportunity to run the business or run a business and it's a very different kind of mindset. So the book is all about how we can use our own personal power to be better leaders. Okay, because lots of times in cannabis in the old days, it was a very consensually, who, it was bas basically who can I trust and how can I get them to do what I want them to do, either through money or pressure. Um, but those are not really sustainable um, foundations for running a business. Mm -hmm. And um, I hate to take the uh, romance out of cannabis uh, but now everyone wants to have a successful business. And the only way you can do that is if you run a business um, in an intelligent way. And the best way to do that is to be in tap, to get in touch with your own power. Right. Now, people are often really afraid of talking about power. One of my favorite uh, quotes from the book is was actually uh, written by a professor at the Harvard Business School, where she talks about um, let's see if I can find it very quickly. Um, uh, professor, Harvard Business School professor and author, Rosabeth Moss Cantor once said, power is America's last dirty word. It's easier to talk about money and much easier to talk about sex than it is to talk about power. People who have it deny it. People who want it do not appear to hunger for it and people who engage in its machinations do so secretly. So power is a word that nobody wants to talk about, but yet power is so important to us individually. Power exists out there in the world. It wants a vessel. It wants some place to land, and it's either going to land with you or somebody else. And so what the book is about is how you can use power and particularly powerful leadership tactics to run your cannabis business. Because what I saw when I started working in cannabis is that nobody really had a clear understanding about how to run a business and particularly how to be a leader in the business. I've really over-talked, sorry. I know, it's perfect. 
And so what qualities do you think make up a powerful leader? Well, I think there are a couple that are particularly stand out. One, let's define what leadership is. Leadership is the ability to show the way. If you if you look it up in the dictionary, that's what it says. It's the ability to show the way. And what that means is it's the ability to create a culture and an environment where people can do their best and showing a direction for them to travel. We One of the principles of the book is that we all can be leaders. I really think that's very important. It's not just somebody with a title. In fact, a title is about the last thing to pin your leadership on. You don't get power from a title. You get power from being able to be an effect, somebody effect who can effectively show the way forward. So yeah, I think that leadership is about showing the way and creating a vision. So the three major things we talk about in the book is creating trust. The most important thing to be able to do as a leader is to be able to create trust. If you can't create trust, you have no business being a leader. Nobody wants to follow someone who they do not trust. It just, and trust and power is, power is powered by trust. The more trust you have, the more power you have. So you have to have trust. And that means understanding that there are no free passes. You can't, as a leader, um, say that your staff should do something and you can do something else. Right. Everybody, you're being watched 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And I learned that many, many years ago when I was a manager at Apple, there is just no way that you can hold yourself to a different standard. Now, people try to do that very unwisely, but they try to do that and it always ends up biting them. So I would say definitely um, you need to be able to establish trust. You need to be able to communicate what your vision is, right? You have to be able to get up and talk in front of people and create a vision of what your environment is going to be. And then you need to be able to stick to your vision. Too many people in cannabis are chasing one shiny bright object after another. And it's really important for your staff that you create a vision and stick to it. Now, if you need to change because the market changes, that's one thing. But in cannabis, I've seen too many people too quick to change their vision right? Power is the way to look at it. And you're a science person, so you understand how this works much better than I do. Um, you know, think of yourself as being a nuclear reactor. You want to, you don't want to be underpowered. If you're underpowered, then you're not going to be producing any electricity and nobody's going to want to be with you. If you're overpowered, then you're creating chaos in your environment and nobody's going to want to be with you. If you are centered in your power, that's when you get the best results and people will want to flock to you. Yes, I totally agree. So if a business owner doesn't have these qualities, how can you help them get there? Well, I think it, uh, I was reading a, um, just recently, uh, a, a book by another coach and he talked about uh, the concept of habit stacking. And I think that's a really good way of going. You People um, can change and people can adapt. I'm working with somebody right now in the Midwest who's uh, um, works for a large multi-state operator and he wants to find a bigger job. Um, and he's working with me on specifically 
habits that he can develop to be a better leader. And so I think when people fail, I think this coach that I uh, recently read is, is really true. People fail when they try to do too much too soon. Let's work on when I work with my clients, and this is stuff I've always done, but this coach, like I said, developed this concept called habit stacking. I talk about what are the two things we're going to do over the course of the next couple of months that you can get really comfortable doing? Could it be getting up in front of your group and not wasting their time? Okay, because sometimes people feel if they have a CEO title, they can get up and talk about anything at any point. And it's like, no, every opportunity you have to get up in front of your team is a precious opportunity. And you don't want to waste any of those opportunities because the last thing you want is for people to go deaf on you. I mean, metaphorically, not really. Um, and so um, it's a matter of articulating out the habits that they want to change and then working on them daily. And that's how you can get. But the other thing is that the most important thing is getting people to understand that they are in service to a vision rather than the organization being in service to them. Mm -hmm. If a leader feels like the organization is in service to them, then it's a very tough thing to change. Yeah, I can see that. Right? Yeah. If they think the world revolves around them and everybody is there. To, I mean, one of some of the egregious stuff I've seen, you know, is leaders, um, you know, thinking that they're, you know, chapter two of my book says, you know, no, they're not your friends. Um, and I think it's if a leader starts using their company as their friend platform, it's not going to work very well. And in fact, I can make the argument that they're really betraying the trust of the people that are working for them if they're not creating a safe environment where people can do their best work, right? Nobody's going there to be their friend. They're going there to hopefully do something great. That's the thing I got the most out of, you know, working at Apple for Steve Jobs is, you know, Steve could be cantankerous sometimes. Not as often as is depicted, I think. Um, I, I had a really good relationship with him, though sometimes we argued. Um, but the thing that was true about Steve is that you knew that you were always, that he was always trying to do something great. You know, it, it wasn't, you weren't on a mission to do something petty and unimportant. You know, you were on a mission to do something great. And I think, you know, if you can infuse your team with that idea that you're doing something great in cannabis, then that's a great thing. Awesome. Yeah. So have you noticed a particular group of people that have a harder time succeeding in this industry? And why do you think so? Um, I think the people who have a hard time succeeding in this industry are people that have a hard time with focus and have a hard time with putting out what they want. They're always, it's an unfortunate thing, but it's a very human thing that we look around for permission. Um, and it's understandable. It's human. I do it myself. You know, it's a hard thing not to look for permission. And too often, the people who struggle are the people who are looking for too much permission and are looking for too much consensus. Consensus is important if you can lead people to it. And that doesn't mean leading them to an outcome 
that you, you it, it doesn't mean being blind to other input, but it means you have to have a strong point of view. And the people who struggle are the people who don't have a strong point of view and can't figure out a way to enlist people in what they want to do. So, um, and then the people who just aren't willing to work hard enough. There's a quote in my book from somebody who's a cannabis operator in Colorado. It says, people think they have some seed money, they have some land, they can grow, they'll be millionaires. And it's like he says, it just doesn't work that way. You have to do the work, you have to commit yourself to creating a business over a decade. Yeah. There are no shortcuts, you just have to do the work. Mm -hmm. And so if you're a person who's looking for shortcuts, I would say it's not gonna work because this is a business. I mean, one of the reasons I was attracted to this business, even though it happened so quickly and accidentally, is that it's such a fast paced business. It's evolving and it's changing all the time. And if you're not willing to change and adapt, then yeah. Yeah, definitely. Flexibility is a big strength, I think. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So you also told me you have a long history in the area of female empowerment. What have you been involved in? Well, I've been involved in a couple of, um, of organizations. One is uh, an organization I'm in, on the leadership council of. It's called Rise Up. And Rise Up is based in Oakland, California. I am, uh, uh, it's kind of weird how it worked out this way, but I'm the only guy on, in the Rise Up Leadership Council. It's wow. like, it's, 30, it's 35 women and me. Um, uh, yes, go see. And, and uh, uh, I, I love the, um, the, the executive director is a wonderful, powerful, fantastic woman named Denise Dunning. Um, and uh, I just, uh, I think she's a PhD, she's great. Um, they have done such amazing work in South America and Africa, in the American South to help change public policy that, that empowers women and girls in these countries. Um, and they have, changed, they have changed laws, they have mobilized people. They are really fantastic and I, um, if you have an interest, I'd love to introduce you to Denise. I think she's a great, great leader. Um, I'm also another, uh, uh, someone who is a good friend of mine. There's a woman named Julie Castro Abrams. She has two organizations, How Women Lead, which is based in the Bay Area, and How Women Invest. Um, I'm a, one of many limited partners in the How Women Invest uh, fund, and they invest in women-owned and women-led businesses in the technology space. And so those are two areas where I've, um, uh, I've done a lot of work and where uh, there are two excellent female leaders. And it's really something we have to put a premium on. If, you know, there's so much that unfortunately, so much of our world that exists on autopilot. And, you know, people need, women leaders need the encouragement to um, to make a difference, and the, in part, I want to. In part, I want to do that. It's part of my mission in life. I love that. That's so amazing. Thank you for being involved. And yeah, I definitely want to be involved too. I mean, that sounds awesome. Yeah. No, I'll introduce you to uh, Denise, and um, I think it would be a great organization for you to get involved in. Um, I've really been. Um, so uh, proud of everything that Denise and uh, the team has done. And Denise definitely embodies all of the things we talked about. She's trusted. She can articulate a vision. 
she speaks um, you know, to her team and mobilizes them. And they were just the recipients of a, um, uh, a large award from Gates Foundation and also from um, another large uh, donor just gave them $10 million. So uh, I'm, yeah, I'm, uh, oh, it's Mackenzie Scott, Mackenzie Scott. Uh, the Mackenzie Scott Initiative uh, just gave them $10 million. So I'm thrilled by how much attention they're getting and what they're doing in the world. That's beautiful. <laughs> so last but not least, who do you think should read your book? Um, well, my book is, uh, like I said, it's called Power Up and um, it's available on Amazon. And I think that I just knocked over my uh, my stand there for the book. But I haven't uh, figured out how to keep that stand steady. Um, people who should read my book, I think, are people who are interested in taking the first steps uh, in their own leadership and people who um, are leaders now. I, I just spoke to somebody in Canada just yesterday who is running a 300-person operation in Canada. Um, and he said, you know, Steve, I'm, I think I'm doing well, but I always want to learn more. And so I think the person that uh, should uh, read my book is somebody who is interested in leadership and wants to even be a better leader. And also somebody who is a first time leader who is grappling with their power, somebody who is trying to figure out their way forward. Uh, one of the things that um, I uh, did uh, when I wrote my first book in 2015, which was all about improving decision-making and nonprofits, which is where I was doing a lot of work, I uh, worked with a book coach whose name is Joel Orr, and Joel is a wonderful man. Um, and he, um, I had lost uh, my wife in 2010. He had lost his wife uh, a decade earlier, and I was talking to him in 2014. I was still actively grieving, and I said, Joel, how did you make it you know, through? And he said this beautiful line to me in Spanish, which I cannot um, recite because I'm not a Spanish speaker, but it was beautiful. And he said, basically, uh, you know, traveler, there is no path. You make the path as you go. And that's also true about power. You make the path as you go. There is no freeway to power. There is no uh, off-ramp or on-ramp that you can get on. They'll make. You have to work at it. It's really a life's undertaking. Um, it really is. But the most important thing that I could tell people is not to be afraid of power. The people who have power are comfortable with it. You want to become comfortable with it so you can lead a more powerful life and you can do more good. And so uh, that's what I would say. Um, if you're interested, power wants to find you. Let it. And if you do, you can do some amazing things. So... That's what I would say. Awesome. I can't wait to read it. I, it was delivered, but it's my other okay. <laughs> I'm glad you. I'm glad you got it. And um, please let us know when the conversation's up in your social channel and we're promoted. And in the meantime, I'll be sure to introduce you to Denise and the other people we talked about. And really a wonderful pleasure to talk to you today. Of course. Thank you so much. And also, where can people find your book? And oh, how can they best contact you? They can thank you very much. I forgot that important uh, element. So they can find the book, uh, Power Up Essential Tools for Committed Canon Business Leaders. They can find it on Amazon. It sells for $14.20. Uh, 
Um, and they can find me at steve at steveshire.com. My last name is Shire, S-C-H-E-I-E-R. And I'd be grateful to uh, hear from them and uh, that would be wonderful. So Leah, thank you so very much for the opportunity today. Thank you so much for coming on and talking about your book. And I'm so excited to read it. Thank you. Wonderful. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Infused, a cannabis talk show, is a -a one-of-a-kind look inside the cannabis industry. Meet the amazing people who make cannabis businesses bloom as they join host Nick with Francesca and Mike for creative cannabis conversations. Get an honest look at the business of cannabis, including trends, best and worst practices, products, education, and advocacy. Whether you're kind of curious or running a cannabis, Infused has can of conversations that count. Infused is available on YouTube and is now streaming as part of the PodConnects network.